Paul Goody. Hey, Ben Lawrence. How's it going? Good. Hey, I remembered today. Hey, awesome. So did I. All right. And here we are. Here we are once more. So, how are things? <laughs> things are good. You know, I've been uh, I've been furiously working on the latest episode of the Panel Jumper, and I am currently rendering out the uh, the last pass of the visual effects. And so now all I have to do is the sound design, and it's due by Friday. Well, Thursday, technically, because we're going to show it at the show on Friday, but I need it for tech on Thursday. Yes, yes. So, so well, that sounds good. I know that sound rendering is one of your least favorite things. Uh, yeah, sound design is one of my least favorite things. Um, I just don't like doing it, and I always feel like it's wrong. I don't know why. Even though it's like my thing, I was like, oh, it yeah. doesn't sound right. And maybe nobody else but you will exactly. will think and th- yeah 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 exactly. Um, and you know, Ben, uh, this is something about creativity that I think you get uh, from working with me. Uh, my my general modus operandi. There's there's the thing that you want to do, and then as you're going towards the thing you want to do, you you are like, hey, wait a second. That thing is unattainable, but here's what I have been doing. Exactly. And, and which is why, you know, there's a, the old standard that if you, um, if you don't like the thing Goody Lawrence are working on, just wait until the day before opening and they'll change it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like the weather. If you don't like it, just wait five minutes. Exactly. Is that the way it works in Seattle, though? I think it's... Uh, uh, that's, a you know, common, that's a common phrase. You know, the, the people all over the country say that because you know, every place has weather. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I like to say if you don't like the weather, wait six months. It's probably going to be different. <laughs> um, if you don't like the weather, move. <laughs> if you don't like the weather, get the hell out of my country. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. I've just been reading a lot of Twitter lately. Uh, oh goodness, that's not that's not good for your health, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer's on Twitter now. I saw that. Our she, very she own. She followed me. Jennifer Fact Checker is on Twitter. So yeah. far, um, I, I have been I've been told that I cannot try to manage her her Twitter usage and stuff, which I what does that I e- think I'm doing. What does that even mean? Manage her Twitter like um, police it means, her Twitter. Well, okay, usage? this I, I can tell you exactly what it means. Um if I'm on Twitter, right? Yeah. And I and I send her a link on Twitter to something that is good. If I'm not on Twitter and she and I are in just physical meat space in the real world <laughs> and I st- start talking about Twitter. Oh, hey, you know who you should follow is Bella. She, that's see. not good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not so much trying to manage her thing as much as trying to get the medium to become a larger part of our lives right. than well, when what you, it is. We, I just recently read this article in Medium.com where a person describes the emotionally abusive relationship she had with uh, her ex-boyfriend, who is a famous podcaster, TV yes. show host. And so when you mentioned manage Jennifer's Twitter account, I'm like, what are you starting? Because right now, can I that's, tell you, that's all over the place, uh, is this dude's, uh, uh, the way yeah. this dude has been misbehaving. As soon as those words left my mouth, I was like, oh, that doesn't <laughs> sound good at all. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know, and this is the thing, is that when you are in a marriage, right, there are, it's it's like when you have roommates, except uh, even more so, and by, by that I mean this, like you have these negotiations where you're like, this is where uh, I want the paper bags to be because this, that, or the other um, right. You know, they're accessible here. What do you think? Is it good that we have the paper bags here? You know, that kind of, right. that kind of thing. Um, there are a, a lot of negotiations because your lives are so closely intertwined. Um, and reading that article, a lot of the things in that 
uh, I guess a warning sign with what she described would be this. There's no, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? It's it's right. all boom. You're doing this. Right. Boom. You're doing this. You're like like one is talking to an employee exactly. rather than a partner. Which, Basically. Yeah, which is, I mean, I, I've, I've known too many strong women in my life, and I can only imagine if I tried to pull something like that, that relationship would be over really well, quickly. I mean, the thing is... Um, Not that I would know, want to try I, anything like that. I'm just doing like a thought experiment. Right, right, right. Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I am saying this... Uh, in the spirit of love and uh, jovialness, I suppose, whatever. The phrase you used, I've known too many strong-willed women oh, in my life. That's not what I, funny I didn't mean to me. that way. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. I've known um, too the many of them, this, man. Um, I, I, I want to I just note that there, even if you are a relatively strong-willed person, you can get kind of suckered into a situation. Yeah. And I'll give you a really great example from our own personal lives. Do you remember there was a time when I was dating someone and I didn't hang out with you anymore? I do remember that time. Yeah. This is, and when I was reading through that list, it's like, ooh, this is that stuff. <laughs> You're spending too much time with with uh, those people. You can't do that anymore. Um, w- was that the, an actual thing like that, that was said? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, you can't go to these places unless I'm there. Yeah. Because I don't know what you're telling these people about me. <laughs> One of them. Uh, another thing: uh, not allowed to have any uh, other. No friends of the uh, of the opposite gender, right? Was another one, um, and and to be honest, at that time, right, I wasn't like dating anybody else, but there were people that I liked of the opposite gender, right? Right. So I can see how that would be a thing because it's a it's a I mean an honest thing. Right, it doesn't have to necessarily be bad, because there's a um, there's a problem uh, with affection there. And here's the other thing, right? After I dated that person, I dated another person. Had very similar, like, you know, separation things. All your friends are like this, and I don't like them. Let's not hang out with them. That kind of thing. Um. Which is why when I started dating Jennifer, it was good because uh, she didn't have that right at all. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the things I remember when I when I first started dating uh, Jennifer is that um, she was looking through my phone. You might have been there actually when this was happening. We were at a restaurant. She was looking at my phone and she's like, "Who's Ralph?" And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's my real estate agent. And she's like, let's call him. And I'm like, what? No, don't call him. Why would you call him? And she's like, I'm not going to. Let me see the phone again. And I gave it to her. And then she called him. And was just like, hey, Ralph, how's it going? And had this conversation with him. I um, do not remember that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she probably remembers it even better than I do. But but it was one of those things. Where I was like, well, and I said this to myself. Well, that's it. I can't trust her. Uh, <laughs> she'll do this other. St-. And you know, I was like, well, you know, we're never gonna date. And then we dated, and it was disastrous. And then uh, we d- tried it again, and it worked out. And then we got married. Hey. And then we had a child. And then you it's Father's away. Day. Yeah, it is Father's tomorrow. Day tomorrow. Yep, so I, that's uh, the worst segue I've ever done out of a harrowing <laughs> tale of emotional abuse you to guys doing a, any, hey, I... You guys doing anything fun tomorrow? Okay, so here's uh, here's the thing. My, my relatives don't listen to the podcast. So I can, I can mention this, I think. 
I wasn't sure if we were doing anything because there's some weird family stuff going on right now. Okay. But it sounds like we are. Um, it sounds like they're coming here to to uh, the city where I live, Edwardsville, um, from their house, which is like a half hour away. Normally we would go to their house, but I'm not going to their house right now in kind of protest of things that are happening. Okay. Are they coming uh, to your coming house here. or just to your city? No, they're coming to our city, and then we're going to meet and have gotcha. uh, dinner. Yeah, um, I don't really want to get too much into it, but but the mate <laughs> You don't have to talk thing about is that, anything you don't want to. Yeah, I know, but I kind of also do want to talk about it. That's the thing. All right. I'm just wondering if I should. Um, <laughs> basically, right. there's they, they found a stray cat. And oh wait a minute! The, I think you have mentioned. Do you remember this story? Yeah, the, you've told me bits and pieces. We we wanted the st- we we said hey we'll take care of it. Yeah. They're like no uh, no my niece likes the cat so they're gonna have it but they're gonna keep the cat in the barn. Yeah, because the cat isn't socialized. This- well, the cat got hit by a car. Oh my died. goodness! Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't know that part. That that's not cool. And then there's, you know, other stuff, but it's just basically, you know, it goes back to this thing of, I, I, this is the theme of today, Ben, it's the respecting of other people. Okay. I'll, I'll, put, that in this, often, I'll put that in the title. <laughs> exactly. Too often in society, Ben, as my little preachy thing, uh, we devalue people to the point where they aren't necessarily human. I'm thinking about, of course, the children set being separated from their parents right. when they come across the border right. and then being housed in these detention camp things. Right. And and somebody asks uh, a person, how would you feel if your children were that in, in that situation? And the point I made was, you're not asking the right question. Because the person who is doing that and defending that doesn't see those children as children. Right. Uh, The phrase that I used uh, before when I was discussing this is, they see them as small children-shaped problems. (laughs) And they decide on what to do with them, not, not as they would someone from their own social group, but as someone who doesn't have to be treated as they would normally treat a child that's a member of their group. Right. So, yeah, stick five of them in a room. That's fine. That's a, I, When I was a kid, I had a room to myself, and then my brother, who was four years older, moved into that room when uh, my dad remarried. And I hated it. I hated the fact that that... I had this room in the house that was my room, and now I had to share it with this guy. If I had to share it with four other people, I think I would go completely insane. I know. I don't. I, I was a very solitary kid, and and I too had my own bedroom, and it was I, I couldn't imagine. I'm sure because kids are adaptable. I'm not making any excuses though, but kids are. I'm sure that I would have been able to be like, all right, this is what life is like. Um, but you know, looking uh, looking back on it, I'm like it was such an a, a, an incredibly fortunate thing to have my own space the entire time I was yeah. growing up. It, I mean, it really is. I, I can't even describe it. What the when the first time that I had my own dorm room? Yeah, it was great. Now, now here's another thing. As you know, I don't talk about work at all on this. Uh, but I had the opportunity to move from a cubicle to an office. Ooh. And I declined it. What? Uh, for for several different reasons. Uh, one is I, I'm weird with change sometimes. But the bigger thing was that there are other people in the in the same office. Uh, in the in the same uh, work area that I thought deserved quote-unquote offices more and there was only one office and so if i single desk office yeah exactly if i took that office 
I mean, there there are more. There was only one office open. Yeah. If I took that office, um, which I don't really care about, it would be seen as a. You know, oh, that could have been my office, or you know, why is he there <laughs> instead of all that kind of stuff? And I, and this this actually dovetails into the other thing I was going to talk about. People were talking about Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, you know, do they need all the money that they have? Right. And the answer is no. But but then I thought about it a little bit, and I'm like, the question is, do I need the money that they have? Absolutely not. I do not need a billion dollars. So did you... Did at you, all. So going back to this office thing, did you not take the office, not because you didn't feel you deserved it, but because you didn't want other people to think you didn't deserve it? Um, wow, that's a, that's, I would say yes. I mean, I wouldn't put it in those terms, but I didn't care enough about, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in even, even worse terms, maybe. I didn't care enough about the hassle that it would cause me. Right. It's one of those problems that I don't need to have, basically. I've worked in a number of office spaces and, um, the one I'm in now where I'm contracting is open floor plan. Yeah. So there there are no there's no cubicles, there's no offices. The dude who sits next to me is like basically sitting at the same desk I am. You know, we're just yeah. separated by computers. How does that how does that work? Do you wear headphones? I do wear Your headphones. Plug, I have earbuds? to. Yeah, I have to wear headphones. Yeah. I bring my own headphones to work. Um They make me. They make me wear them. <laughs> No, but but yeah, I mean, you would have to, I would think, in that situation. I do. Well, also, I mean, it's with, with an open floor plan and when you're working in the kind of work that I do where it's you're like sometimes listening to the same thing over and over and over and over. Yeah, no one s- would be able to deal with it, yeah. To somebody who's who's not editing video, they're probably, it would become a nuisance. I mean, just here in my in my family, right, back when there were vines, you remember those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, remember um, back in the day when, when there were vines, <laughs> right? I mean, it's been it's been a while. Uh, Those are the days. So the uh, you know you'd have to you'd have to move it a little bit to get the edit point exactly where you wanted it. Yeah. And my my wife and daughter couldn't listen to like more than two cycles of that without going nuts. Yeah. So I could imagine the same thing being uh, uh, just every day listening to. I I was once in a um, the Funtronics section of Sears, the company. Uh, um, Remember when there was the, a Sears? It's still around, right? Or is it? I don't is know. It gone now. All the ones around here have closed. But, but the uh, oh wait uh, yeah we'll we'll get to the just Funtronics. Uh, children's clothing and electronics. Funtronics. Fun? I've, n- uh, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't figure out why until I started working there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this makes total sense. Because the parents are looking for clothes for the kids. The kids don't care. And so they go over to the electronics and look at the TVs and the video games and stuff right, like that. Right. It's actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I did learn later... Uh, or, you know, after being there for uh, a day or two, sometimes parents would just leave their kids in there and go throughout the mall. And kids would come up and go, do you know where my dad is? Oh and I God. would go, I, I would, I, I learned, I learned to go, oh, I'm sure he'll be back soon. Right, right. Rather than, no, I don't know where your dad is, which is <laughs> it's kind of the frightening for absolute... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never, you never want to say that. Um, oh, but what I was going to say is, um, yeah. Utz Hats closing in Seattle. Right, the hat store. The hat store? What hat store? Oh, uh, you know the hat store. It's where I bought my top hat. Um, down in downtown Seattle, the hat store. Is anyway, that, it's is that what it's called? The hat store. No, it's. I think it's U, UTZ. I think. No, I don't know that, but I did. Right, I did anyway. tell you that another store that you like downtown closed, which is a uh, Leroy's, Leroy's menswear. menswear. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's where I got my wedding suit. It is. I feel real bad about it. <clears throat> it also, it bad. also, that store made a uh, not an appearance, but got a mention in our um, "Let's Throw a Fish at Joseph" video. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, what about has has that aged badly, or is it all right? Uh, do you think? Let's throw a fish at Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's still one of one of our friends' favorite videos of ours. Okay. So I think I don't All think right. it's aged poorly. Because I uh, he, here's the thing: as Joseph becomes more and more of a professional, <laughs> the fact that it exists makes me I think a little. I think he even shows it to people. I think he. Re- okay. I think he's proud of it. There's one video that uh, Stephen and Michael and I filmed with Joseph that he refuses to let us release. Which which is, which one is that? It's called Cooking with Krebsy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, there's actually a a brief flash of Cooking with Krebsy. There is. Uh, yeah. In uh, what is it? Puppet House. Is it Puppet House? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I had to use that footage somewhere because we spent so much time. Filming and editing that stupid video, and Joseph <laughs> oh, comes. It's not. He makes it's... a lot of like he makes a lot of sexual innuendo during the uh, during the video. Oh no! As he's cooking, I did, I've only seen a uh, a brief that little brief snippet of it, so I, I can understand. I that. should revisit it. I, I I don't have any time right now, but I should. You know, I, of course, yeah. I have all the footage. But I'm, <laughs> but he like he. There was one day he walked into Steven's office when it was at Conworks, and he's like, I got a great video yeah. series idea for you, Cooking with Krebsy. It's where I cook food and I talk about life. And Steven's like, all right, let's do it. So we filmed the first episode. It was with mussels. And it was, uh, it, Joseph cooks a mean set of mussels. And then we edited it, and he saw it. And then he's like, you know what? I just got a job with a children's organization. I don't want this out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we shelved does it. Does he still work for that children's organization, or where does he... He does not do you know? work for that children's organization anymore. In fact, he works for himself these days. Oh, I know the children's organization you're speaking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, an, it's an organizational organization, spe, organization specializing in, you know, advancing kids' uh, yep. musical interests. And so... Yep, yep, yep. But uh, uh uh yeah so now that he now that he's uh pretty much self-employed but still a respectable member of the community. Yes. Know, this was also like probably more than 10 years ago. It has to be more than 10 That's years right. ago because it was uh we, we were still we were still in um uh it wasn't Converse what am I saying it was uh the Shack Capitol Hill Art Center. Shack yeah yeah. Um wow that yeah that was a while ago. So uh Oh, there was something else that I was thinking about it's as far as all that goes. Gone off oh, the oh, I remember. Here. Yeah, I remember. Um, he called me one time uh, recently. I don't know if I mentioned this. Joseph did. Okay. Uh, What'd he say? Think because he he I'm still on his phone. He thought he was calling Paul Bedridis. Oh. <laughs> and he and he said, uh, Paul, I'm sorry, I'm running late. Uh, are you? When are you gonna get there? And I was like, oh, man, Joseph, I don't think I'm going to be there for, like, a really, really long time. And then he realized who I was. And it was like, oh, well, I thought you were Paul Bedridis. And then said a pleasant goodbye and then uh, hung up. Yep. So that was fun. It's just like Joseph uh, to to miss dial and also to be late. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. Because Par for the course. That was the say. whole. That was what a one of the premises of Let's Throw a Fish. Joseph was he was late coming back from Eastern Washington to film with us. Oh, that's right. That's right. He we actually got a call while we were in the in the car about that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's the ticket. <laughs> there we go. Um. So. So yeah. Uh. The so the the interesting thing about the uh, the aforementioned blog post and right. all that earlier is that the people that worked with the person who was accused of this behavior did not hesitate to just 
jettison all of his uh, association right. with the company. Which to me says probably... I, I hate to, you know, people like, well, don't jump to conclusions, all that kind of stuff, but you have to think that there was... Uh, there were enough people going, yeah, this is probably true. Yeah. That uh I thought that was interesting. I mean, on the one hand, it it does feel like okay, so I don't think I don't know why we're protecting this guy's identity. It was Chris Hardwick and uh, Oh he, no, you did it. Nerdist. I it's cause you started it and then I was like, sure, yeah, I'll go along with it. But anyway, but yeah, Nerdist removed all so, of his stuff. And, and, and yeah, remo- and like scrubbed his name off the list of founding members of the company. And so at, on when I first read that, uh, um, I thought it was like a like the Nerdist company was pulling a like a CYA movement just in the wake of uh-huh. everything. They wouldn't want to be they don't want to get caught in the middle of that. So that you're, they're just like, all right, get jettison him, get rid of him. But on the other hand, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's probably this probably isn't the first time they've heard of this. Yeah, well, and there were there were people who were on like who worked on at midnight. Yeah, who were like this is this is unacceptable and this isn't cool and, um, you know I'm, I I saw one person who said uh, I'm thinking about logging into the old at midnight account and saying destroy your career in five words for a hashtag. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, and this is something that I, I, and this is a thing that I will talk to you about. I'm not going to talk about it on Twitter. Um, but I, I didn't want to say this on Twitter because I never said it at a time when it would have been controversial to say. And I don't want to say it now that, you know, it's like when somebody breaks up with their girlfriend and you're like, oh, I always hated her. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and and you and you find out later that they're back together again yeah. or whatever. Now you so have to you don't to say like things. her again or exactly. tell your yeah, friend yeah. you just said that to make him feel better. The thing is, Chris Hardwick is older than me. Not by much. By one year. Yeah. Uh, but he came to the, the geek nerd party pretty late. And when people do that whole thing of like, you know, Hey, uh, Oh, to girls, Hey, you're, uh, you're a star Wars fan. We'll name, you know, these three, Oh, geez, you know, bounty hunters or whatever. It's it's a little insulting. It's a little rude, um, but whenever people would do that, I would always you know go well. You know, did did he have to you know go through a thing where people said, "Hey, aren't you the singled out guy? You know, what do you know about nerd culture? That kind of thing." I didn't say it. And, and so, you know, saying it now is a little weird, but it was, it was a thing that was always on my mind about him. That he was posing? Not that he was, uh, see, this is hard because I think that he, I mean, he obviously knows stuff, Right. right? Yeah. But yeah, the idea that people would accuse, uh, women of learning about geek stuff so that they could then, you know, pass as a geek. Yeah. Because it would be better for their career or whatever. I've heard those accusations before. But yeah, it's the gatekeeping, the uh, yeah. geek, geekery, geek culture, nerd culture gatekeeping is more one-sided uh toward you know bias towards women than it is for men but and and this is the one thing about about him he never seemed like that kind of a person you know he was sort of a hey everybody this is all fun and everything like that so that you know that was one of the things that i think part of his popularity was that he was like making it accessible to people right uh 
And that's part of the reason why also it's, you know, it's so tough for the people. Because there are people who are, like, huge fans. I wasn't the hugest fan. Um, I didn't like how the show at midnight kind of made hashtagging jokes less fun. (laughs) Because it became a competition instead of a, you know kind of hey everybody let's all do this thing i never watched at midnight but i did listen to his uh his podcast when it like first mm-hmm. started not not like the first couple episodes yeah. but when it first like got big and got popular i listened to it for probably about a year okay so so i will say this uh thomas lennon right from the state yeah had a show on ifc called bunk Kurt Brownoller was the host. And I liked that show a lot. Uh, it was a little sloppy, a little messy, but I enjoyed it. That show got canceled. And then At Midnight showed up. Also by Thomas Lennon. It's basically bunk with a different person at the head of it. Like as the host. Right. And more based on the internet and everything and it worked you know it was a it was a commercial success um a lot of people that worked on that show are people that i liked was you it know? actually on and so, at midnight uh, yeah yeah um all right that's all i care about <laughs> so um the but the thing is that so when this happened uh somebody else that i follow on twitter uh, posted a, a note, you know, it was just a screenshot of the mutual follows, right? And and it said, you know, this person, and they blocked out their name, this person and 53 other people you follow are following Chris Hardwick. And then she put, you know, hey, you know, what's what's going on here? And so I looked at mine, and I had 143 people who followed him. And I was following less people than she was. So a higher percentage of, of the people that I follow, follow him. And I looked to see who they were. And there, you know, there are some people who are my really good friends who are following him. A lot of people that are in the entertainment industry and things like that. Uh, but the point was that they were following him. Uh, before this came out, Right. Yeah, and, so and this is now after it came out. How the, many people are still following him? So it was the point of that being, why are you still following him? Time right, to exactly. And and I checked back today, and about a hundred and thirty-one people are now following him. So about you know twelve people, I guess, stopped following. <laughs> and so and this is, I mean, this is a big thing. And he went, and you know this at this point in time, he went on and he denied that it happened. Just flat out, not even. I'm sorry, my behavior hurt her, or any of those. Uh, right, right. Platitudes. He, it was, it was a thing that was just like um, she cheated on me when I was dating her. Yeah, and so I, when I was living with her, so I broke up with her. You know, and and her and her. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but her, um, her side of the story is just, again, like, very much, I had to do this, I had to do this, he said do this. Right. So, um... He was out partying with celebrities and getting phone numbers while he told her to stay in the hotel room, things like that. Right, exactly. And don't, you know, don't... When you're in public, don't do this, because people will mention it and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so the controlling big thing... Yeah, exactly. It's isolation and... Uh, isolating it's uh so the 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 biggest issue with all of that i mean for me anyway is that he didn't address that stuff at all he didn't say i mean maybe maybe there was a larger uh disclaimer that i haven't read or whatever but he didn't say anything like um you know being a celebrity I need to take more precautions than normal when dating because of paparazzi, blah, 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 blah. I feel uh, really bad about how that 
came across, obviously, you know, I messed up. None of that kind of thing. And it's, do you think it's possible that maybe he doesn't realize that that is abnormal behavior? Uh, that that is okay, so considered emotionally manipulative? Here's, that, and this is what I would say to that. I myself have a hard time knowing what normal behavior is. You may remember where I would ask you, hey, Ben, <laughs> I'm thinking about doing this. Does that sound like it's an okay thing? You know, that sort of thing. Right, I would right. check in. Yeah. Uh, with you or with Steven or whatever about, you know, generally normal stuff. And sometimes it, it would seem maybe even idiotic. I've already called this person twice. Should I call them a third time or not? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> no, it dude, is wait possible. <laughs> it's possible that he, because when was singled out? Do you remember how long ago it was? Oh my goodness. 95? Yeah, so it's one of those things of where he's not a he's not an A-list celebrity, right? But I do remember when I was on the reality show, there was there's weird stuff that starts happening. Yeah. You know, people will recognize you and and it, they and it's this weird thing because you're standing in a public place and this person keeps looking at you and you know they're going to say something. <laughs> And nine times out of ten, it's it's where have we met before? Right. Because they don't remember that you're they don't realize that you're on TV because you're not right that famous on the TV. If you're famous enough that they know your name, there's weirder stuff that's got to happen. People say like Jennifer has a story one time where she was I think it was at Conworks actually, and Paul Giamatti was there, and she said, "Oh hey Paul." <laughs> and then she realized he has no idea who I am. Right. I have no idea who he is. I think I know who he is because I saw him on TV and stuff. So so that might mess with your head a little bit and all that. The big thing is though that that someone who is in the public eye and someone who has you know apparently worked with crowds before or things like that would know, I don't know, kind of how to read the room, I guess. And know that an apology in this situation, if one can muster it, is probably a good idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, it, I don't know. So, I mean, it, just judging by but, what she said about his behavior, he doesn't sound like the contrite type of person. Yeah. So I would expect him to go down swinging. I mean, I don't know. So the big question is... I don't know if AMC uh, has uh, decided to pull his current show yet, or his upcoming show. I heard I heard that he's not going to be at uh, hosting at the Comic-Con anymore. Okay. I heard that. Um, and I think that they're pulling the Talking Dead episodes, but I'm not sure. Talking Dead careers. Not positive. So... So, but the big thing that I'm wondering is this, yeah. uh, those 131 people, how many of them don't really go on Twitter that much? Maybe don't even know because the news broke, I think on Friday. Yeah. Um, Yesterday at this point. And how many people actually are going to write it out and wait and see what happens? Well, and he, here's, here's another thing. How important is that? Let's say let's say you know you have you follow 500 people. Yeah. One of these people and maybe you're a casual Twitter user, right? You're yes. not you're not like constantly on it. You don't do it for business or you don't control like a business account or anything like that or you're not a brand. You're just a person yeah. who casually uses Twitter and you maybe you follow somebody. That somebody gets in trouble or does or you know does something reprehensible. Is it really important to you should to to make the effort to go and unfollow them like to make a point? I think um, most people are just like, you know what, I don't whatever. If I'm scrolling through my timeline and I see him, I may go and unfollow him, but I'm not going to proactively go and and do that just to there's a big f you to him. I follow a lot of people, probably about 600 now. The chances that someone that I'm following right now is a bad person, pretty high. <laughs> pretty good, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid saying anything about that. Um, but the one thing I will say is that I I do oftentimes purposefully unfollow some people if they do something that I'm like, oh no, no, I can't do that. Um, but you know we are all wrong sometimes. And hey, speaking about being wrong. Uh, it's time for a little something that we like to call corrections. Yeah. Corrections. Ding. Ding. <laughs> okay, so um, for if our meandering conversation hasn't clued you in on this already, there is one basic premise of the Goody Lawrence podcast, and that is that we uh, think that it's compelling... <sighs> To see how much we are able to discuss topics of the day and also uh, things from the past. How how much can we talk about using only what's in our brains from research that we did earlier to things that we read? Because a thing stated by me early on in the podcast is that people think they're smarter now than they really are. Because... If you don't know the answer to something, you can just look it up. Uh, an example I've used before in the past, uh, my friend Andy and I used to be a really hot commodity because we re- we could remember the names of obscure actors and <laughs> a lost know start, what my films friend. they were in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now with IMDb, nobody needs to, to ask us anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, the big thing is, so Ben and I say stuff, we Too much uh, stuff, hope we're honestly. right, um, but um, people complain these days a lot about podcasts where people don't do the research. They don't understand stuff. Uh, they just talk about it, uh, and therefore their audience is not getting informed about the right things. Uh, you know, all they're left with is questions and and bad answers. But not this podcast because we have. <laughs> Jennifer Fact Checker. My wife, Jennifer Pratt, goes through and takes all the wrong things that we've said in previous episodes and writes us an email with all of the things fixed uh, from the research that she has done. And Ben, let me ask you a question. Are there facts? <laughs> there are corrections from last week. And in fact, one thing we didn't mention was... Is, um, we were originally supposed to do the show yesterday, but I completely yes. forgot. And then when you finally called me, uh, I'm like, hey, I'm not ready. And you're like, let's do it tomorrow because Jennifer hasn't uh, done the corrections yet. So, Right, right, right. And, and this is an important thing. Uh, yesterday, I was like, Jennifer, do you just want to come on and read? <laughs> and, and, you know, like, and tell us what we got wrong and then tell us. And she was like. Do you understand that I actually looked these things up? And what I'm telling you is the actual... This isn't me guessing. This is me actually (laughs) researching stuff. So, no, I'm not going to come in and say, hey, this is wrong, and then not tell you anything. Because I actually do the research on this. So, that was pretty... That was pretty sweet. A thankless job for with uh, for which we are thanking her. Anyway, there are corrections. Yes, thank you, Jennifer. Here we are. <laughs> corrections. Let's do it. We were talking about a store over in your neck of the woods called Aldi. Yes, and uh, she says Aldi is a lot like Mekong or Viet Hoa. Uh, those are uh, I know Viet Hoa is in the international district here in Seattle. I don't know where Mekong is. Uh, lots of regular stuff, but lots of random stuff. The shelves are just racks, and most of the items are piled in boxes with the front cut open. Uh, Aldi also has yes. some of the best German food you can buy. Uh, as Asian markets are to Asian items, Aldi is to German items. They're owned by a German company, and many of their Deutsche Kuch items are so very, very good. Uh, K-U-C-H-E. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, I can't either, even though she has pronounced it in my presence. I can't remember. Deutsche Kuche? But just... Uh, who knows? I don't know. I got that wrong. Tell me how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. So, so the one thing I will say is that, uh, to her point, you know, there's food there. Yeah. Uh, but you you may not be able to find some name brand stuff. And you may not be able to find, like, something that you'd think they would have. Like, maybe they don't have bananas one week. Or they didn't have grapes, for example. Yeah. Uh, this time. 
But but what they did have was a pop-up tent and the sleeping bag suit, which I showed you uh, on Twitter. I, I, I watched the video that Betty took of you with yeah, the yeah. sleeping bag suit. So, so both those things uh, were from that store, which is pretty much a grocery store. <laughs> but, you know, there might be lamps there yeah. at some point in time. It's, I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, and, and that's it's a fun. really... What's that? I said it's kitschy. It's interesting. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I can totally go there when you come and visit in September. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, we were also talking about... Um, we were talking about the Department of Defense. Oh, because it's all about messaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms uh, of... And, uh, right, right. I, I, was, I was saying that uh, it used to be the War Department, and we changed it to Department of Defense. And so we go to other places under the umbrella the statement i don't know what uh, that we're going there to defend things under the guise that we're going right and i was stating that that i think that maybe in the coming years they may go back to the war department and they may just start saying hey we're gonna go in here because they have some stuff that we need and they owe us yeah anyway so the war department was established in 1789 it was renamed the Department of Defense on September 18th, 1947. Aha. So at the end of World War II, basically. Exactly. When people were all kind of warred out at that point. <laughs> uh, I had a hard time saying obfuscate last week. I had a hard time saying a lot of things last week. But for some yeah. reason, uh, obfuscate was really getting uh, tripping me on my tongue. Which is... I still can't say it. Crazy, because I listened to the Car Talk podcast. I still listen to Car Talk. Um, I yeah. don't care what anybody says. I like the show, and um, and fortunately, NPR is still airing new uh, remixed podcasts of the show. I don't think they're on the radio anymore, but they're still putting them out on iTunes, which I really appreciate. And um, and, and is it just old episodes of the show? Yeah, but what they do is it's not like they 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 edit them. Like they, you'll have oh. a bit from an because they did the show for I don't know how many years, twenty years or so, maybe yeah. even longer. So it's not like this is an episode from nineteen eighty two. You know, it's the, you have bits and b- bits from different episodes, but it's all seamlessly edited together, so it sounds like one full length episode. Oh, that's cool. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> she gives me a pronunciation guide. Um. Ob like obvious. F like few, foo like few, less than or lucky escape. Uh, skate like skate, roller skate, ice skate, obfuscate. Some folks pronounce the obfuscate. foo like the syllable fuss, obfuscate. Both are acceptable. Obfuscate. I say obfuscate. 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 Anyway, uh, <laughs> were we talking about a letter that Sean Connery sent to Steve Jobs? I don't remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was me. Um, Steve Jobs actually sent a thing to Sean Connery asking him, hey, Sean Connery, will you work with me on some stuff? And Sean Connery, I believe, basically said, you're nothing but a salesman. What could I possibly work on with you? Ah, okay. So anyway, Jennifer says, the letter from Sean Connery to Steve Jobs never happened. Fake. Oh, man, that's too bad. (laughs) Oh, sometimes... The fact checking is hard, so oh, um, I feel so bad. We were we were also moving on. We were uh, talking about how um, we are okay with bringing up topics and not knowing the answers or not being informed. Whereas with other like themed shows, let's say murder shows, it's you need your presenter to be current on their facts. Yes. And uh, she says, uh, your podcast is in no way similar to my murder shows in terms of format. I get frustrated when a podcaster presents a case and says something like, I couldn't find any kind of diagram of the area where this happened. And I, having watched a short documentary, can draw the diagram of the area from memory and easily find it through the majestic sorcery of Google. However, the entire reason I submit things to you guys is because I got more and more frustrated, frustrated by things. So, yeah, I'm a mass of contradictions. She got more and more frustrated by what was that last part? Uh, more and more frustrated by things. I guess she was just things. I guess she was just getting frustrated with things that we got wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I would say so. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing is that um, 
we were talking about things that people would notice or maybe not notice, um, like stuff that would seem obvious for some to somebody and maybe not to other people. Yeah. Um, the fact that she can draw something from a like a, a crime scene from memory. Yeah. That's not necessarily a normal skill <laughs> that everybody has. No, I envy people who I can would, draw. I would mention. I, uh, so there's a there's a bit in the latest panel jumper where I thought it would be fun to do a storyboards uh, segment, and yeah. but I can't I can't draw really well, and so I thought okay well this is what I'll do I will print out pictures, and roto like hand roto or I guess the term yeah. is trace <laughs> you know trace the uh, the pictures and and I tried doing that I even have a glass table at home so I put a flashlight underneath it so I could see it really well yeah. And it looked terrible, my God! Oh, that's too bad. It was I. I'm such a terrible illustrator. Anyway, isn't isn't there somebody that you know that could do that for you? Like you go, hey, buddy. You know, I know. Well, my friend Paul Goody uh, can draw, and I have used him before. Um, oh yeah, but I hear he's super busy and probably <laughs> uh, doesn't do that stuff anymore. But I, uh, <laughs> it, this was something where if I had planned ahead, I probably could have asked somebody to do it but this was yeah. like oh I'm, I'm just gonna try this tonight just as a proof of concept oh that's work. right because you i forget you this has to be done by thursday yeah uh, uh we went back and tried to figure out when certain segments on our show started and uh uh we decided that episode 62 is when we wanted people to send us questions and episode 62 jennifer sent us questions and yes. one of the questions was, what is the infield fly rule? And so number six on this corrections list is, um, seriously, Ben, what is the infield fly rule? Well, I <laughs> will tell you what the infield fly rule is. The infield fly rule is, is if there are runners on base and the ball is popped up in the infield, it is an automatic out to prevent the infielder from intentionally dropping the ball, forcing the runner to advance and getting them out. Oh, so that's what the infield fly rule is. It's to keep it's to keep the defense from so, cheating. So it's a it's an automatic out for the batter only if there are runners on base. If there are runners, yeah. On base. So like, okay. let's say let's say there's a uh, there's a runner on first and second, and a hitter hits the ball and it pops up and between second and third base. Now, the runner on second is going to stay on base. Because he's assuming that the shortstop or the third baseman is going to catch the ball, therefore the hitter will be automatically out, and the runner on second will still be able to will stay on uh, on second safely. But yes, if the shortstop, if the infield fly rule didn't exist, what the shortstop could do would be to intentionally let the ball drop, thereby. Forcing the runner at second to advance to third, because all the runners and, have and to why, advance. Why would that force him to advance to third? I, I'm, that's the thing. Because I'm, if there's, um, we're assuming there are runners on first. Oh, because there's second. somebody on first. Yeah, also. somebody on first. There's someone. At, okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then the one on first has to run to second. Yeah, the runner because on second the, the has batter to is going to be running. Exactly. Uh, you can only have yeah, one yeah, man on yeah, base yeah, at yeah. the same time. So yeah, I get it. All right. Ben, can I can I uh, interest you in a, an idea? What's that? Once you're done with all your panel jumper stuff and all that, you used to sometimes animate us talking about stuff. Yeah. I think the infield fly rule, <laughs> taking this and putting it on YouTube with a small animation, uh, will absolutely be our most popular thing ever. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll do that, and uh, I'll have you draw all the characters, and I'll animate them. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well, yeah. Let's get on that. That'll that'll get done at some point. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and finally, uh, we were talking about Anthony Bourdain because he had recently passed away. Yes. And so she goes on to say, Anthony Bourdain was very aggressive about experiencing a culture on its own terms. If you do not want to eat what they eat, go be an ecotourist. Not nice, but uh, not nice, not fair. But I respect this position. Uh, the designation of certain things as food items is culturally defined. Insects, scrubs, snakes, monkeys, cats, dogs, offal, sweetbreads, congealed blood cakes, san naki, or live octopus that will try to crawl back out of your throat. 
Ugh. Guano, lots of icky things to us. It's not easy to cross that boundary. But if you start from no, there isn't much room to cross the gap. So That is a very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she says, keep and, it wrong, guys. Again, Jennifer Fact Checker. Thank you, Jennifer Fact Checker. And, and yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. You know, um, when she she put it in a way that I, I hadn't really, like, thought of before. But, yes, going, going with the idea of, all right, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to do it the same way that they do it. Yeah, it's immersing yourself in the culture with no... Um, What's the word I'm trying to say? You're 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 not reservations. No, yeah, with no, no reservations. No, <laughs> ben, is that what you meant? <laughs> no predispositions, no biases. You're going in there to experience life as they experience it, and that's yes. commendable. That's nothing I'd be able to do comfortably, but I'm glad there are people out there who can. And here's the thing: for all of my, you know, a lot of my stuff is all about um, separation. Oh, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, hey, I've stopped eating blank for whatever reason. Um, if it weren't for, and I'm, I really am serious about this, if it weren't for uh, the horrific uh, clam chowder incident, I think I would be a little <laughs> bit more adventurous than I am. Um, but the big thing, and I think we talked about this, but maybe not how I'm eating candy again. You did mention that, and mentioned I saw it. that you tweeted that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, candy is so good, Ben. I will I, not disagree. I really like it. I I like it so much that I have to not eat it because I will eat it all the time. Well, see, this is now this is part of part of the thing is that uh, I can portion out my candy, right? Especially nerds, right? Willy Wonka, uh, now it's owned by Nestle, which makes me a little conflicted. Did Nestle buy Willy uh, Wonka? Was Willy Wonka ever mm-hmm. an independent company? Um, not really. It was sort of a branding. But here's the thing that's got me conflicted is that Nestle, it seems like they've actually taken the Willy Wonka name off of the candy. Really? Entirely. Yeah. So now it's just gobstoppers and nerds. I... Talk about, you know, trying to vote with your dollars. Every time I hear something about Nestle as a corporation, uh, I just get yeah. creeped out. Because yeah, well, they're uh, one of those uh, companies that, like, it takes, a, you know, fresh groundwater from a town that is, you know, thirsty for groundwater. Yep. There, there was a thing, uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Domino's is going out fixing potholes. I did see that. I, d- I thought yeah. I didn't know if that was actually a thing. I just saw somebody somebody posted a picture of like some black tarmac filling a pothole and it had a Domino's stamp on it. And it said, "Yeah, we did this." Yeah. Um it, it's actually a really interesting idea because one of the things that people talk about with taxes and stuff like that is, "Oh, uh, you know, your taxes go to fix the roads." Now the Domino's is doing this. Yeah. People might point at it and go, "Well, why not let Domino's fix the road?" And so what happened is when when they had that quote, I quote tweeted it and I and I added Nestle to it, and I said confidential to Nestle. I bet you people in Flint would drink a lot of hot chocolate if they had clean water. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually kind of and this is this is where where I get to. Um, it, capitalism can work. Right? Uh-huh. As long as it's smartly done. <laughs> you want... you Because here's the thing. You can get almost all the money. You can do it. You can, you can totally get all the money and you have it. And nobody else gets anything. And you have everything. Like and they're Jeff really Bezos mad. and Elon Musk. Right. But you don't have to do it that way. Right. And it, and you know as as Jennifer Fact Checker says all the time, I appeal to your own selfishness. If if your workers weren't miserable, your quality of life is also going to be better. People won't, for instance, keep on writing to you that you suck all the time. 
Right. That's just a that's just an example. But anyway, speaking about people writing to you saying you suck all the time. Hey, Betty. Oh God. She really doesn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that Betty is cyberbullying you at all. I uh, I think her letters are getting lost in the mail. Hey, Betty. Uh, I think I hear. Um. Oh, did you know that that cats apparently uh, don't meow to other cats? It's the way that they communicate to humans. I did hear that that's a learned behavior, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Betty. Hey. Let me ask you a question. What? Have you ever cyberbullied Ben? (laughs) No. See? Oh, the, the the amount of, like, honesty in her face. Like, she actually thought about it for a second to make sure. And then she was like, wait, what the heck are you asking me? Why would I ever do Um, that? No, I introduced you by saying, uh, speaking to of writing to you and telling you that you suck, because uh, because people were writing to Elon Musk telling him that he sucks and Jeff Bezos and I don't think anybody hey, Betty, writes who's... to Warren Buffett or Bill Gates telling him they suck unless somebody has a problem with Windows, in which case it will probably be yeah, yeah exactly to Bill Gates. Well, who's what? Do you know who Elon Musk is? The guy who put a Tesla in space. That's right. That's exactly who he is. Uh, do you know who Jeff Bezos is? Nope. Okay. Do you know who Warren Buffett is? No! He sang Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, that's Warren Beatty. No, that's right. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Ned Beatty. Oh, um... No, you're thinking I of Ned Flanders. I saw Black Panther yesterday. Oh, yeah, we saw Black Panther yesterday. Oh, congratulations. What did you think, Betty? was pretty cool yeah so uh do you think that killmonger had some good points at all kind of but he's still but i still hate him oh you hate him well i mean hate hate his ideas of you know forget you know what just he's a bad guy i'm supposed to not like him but what happened what what how did you feel about him at the very end the very end when he's up there and he's looking at the sunset. I was like, okay. Guess that's happening. You weren't emotionally invested at all? You weren't? Nope. Okay. Well, there you go. Betty says Killmonger was the bad guy. And deserved and... his fate. Hmm. I mean, he did kill a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, when you still, kill enough people, that they call you Killmonger. Just, yeah. The way that he delivers himself is kind of cool, but just he's just a bad guy. Okay. It's a what about uh, very cut and dry case of good and bad there? He was high all the time. Yeah, we've decided that Who? that being Claw is like being high all the oh. time. <laughs> oh, and hey Ben, I'm sure that you've heard this before, but I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Uh. Okay, uh, Black Panther, uh, large, uh, large black cast in the movie. Yeah. Uh, very few uh, Caucasians in the movie. The two Caucasians in the movie, uh, do you remember the actors who played them? I'm leaving. Yes, Andy Serkis played Claw. Well, I'm pretty sure there were more than two Caucasians uh-huh. in the and movie. Martin, well, no, but, but there's a... Martin Freeman the played... Dude. I don't remember and his Martin, name. Okay, so. I'm but Martin Freeman okay, and So okay. Have we bored uh, her what away? What other What other movie did they star in together? They were both in the Lord of the Rings. The uh, so the, somebody the, the Hobbit. They were both in the Hobbit. Somebody pointed out that that in Black oh. Panther makes them. I know what you're gonna say. The Tolkien White. Yep. <laughs> And I don't know if it's... This is... Okay, uh, here's another example. Um, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith in Men in Black. Yeah. Their names are Smith and Jones in the movie. It's one of those things of... When they were casting the film... They For, for Men in Black, they had to have thought of Wait, that. Wait, I don't... I thought their names were K and J. Right, but... But Smith and Jones. 
Mr. Smith and Mr. Jones. There's a thing where they talk about Mr. Smith and Mr. Jones so they at were, one point they were in like time. Mr. In Smith and Mr. Jones, but Agent J and Agent K? Yep, yeah, okay. exactly. I, it's, I, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I... Oh, man, I have, if I'm wrong, that's you, crazy. You know, I haven't seen that movie in a decade. Yes. So here's the thing. This is the point. Martin Freeman, yeah. right, was already in... Uh, Avengers Civil War as as his character might have been in something else too uh, I don't know but do you think that that's just a brilliant joke that somebody thought of because it's not me I've heard it I heard it from oh, somebody that else they're the Tolkien white guys yeah I think it's just do a, you think it's just I think it's just a uh, splendid coincidence Okay. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, but it was. I don't think the producers of uh, Black Panther was like, "We got to get somebody else." The I think the only other white guy in this movie has to be somebody from uh, the Lord of the Rings <laughs> universe. Uh but it only. Yeah, if only. <laughs> because I, if Andy that were the case, they would have gotten really Benedict Cumberbatch. By the oh way. wait, he's also Doctor uh, yeah. Strange. <laughs> That's true. But uh, Andy Andy Circus has had a really weird career. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I gotta say. Anyway, uh, hey. so yeah, I guess. What's that? I was gonna, I was gonna try to wrap up. You guys have nothing else to say? Uh, I was just, uh, uh, we love you, Betty. Because <laughs> she left, in in the middle of of that. All right. Normally yeah. that doesn't happen. I got, I got that. Um. So yeah, sorry to end on a bad pun, but it was, uh, <laughs> man. Uh, I wish I could remember who first came up with it because I've heard seen it from several different people. I think I I think I probably saw it on Twitter, but I couldn't tell you a of all who tweeted it or b of all if that was the or, or the originator of the joke. Here's yeah, that's the big problem on Twitter is that I have spent like a half hour sometimes trying to find out who came up with the joke first. Yeah, like the Super Bowl being the superb the owl. Superb owl, yeah. It was a it was a account called Tree Bro actually came up with it first. Um, you know what? And you know what? There needs to be there needs to be a website or an app that gives you the provenance of a joke. Yeah, I I think that would be great. I remember when I was a kid before there was Twitter, when I always wondered where jokes came from, because <laughs> people would tell people would tell you a joke and the jokes actually. Would you know they they go from person to person? Yeah, uh, and maybe traveling state lines and things like that. Um, now we have to pay no joke tariffs. Go... Exactly, because you know there are joke books where people write down jokes, but they didn't come up with those jokes that they write down all the time. Right, they're jokes that they heard from somebody. Else. It's crazy. Much like stories in the Bible. Yes. Speaking of stories in the Bible. No, I'm kidding. All right, Ben. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thank you again. And uh, as always, keep it wrong. Keep it wrong. Have a good weekend.